in a world filled with games. One team of elite gamers comes together to do the impossible, complete their backlogs. Starring Grouchy Surge, Ryan Mathman Craig, Patrick the Backlog Odyssey, Mike Blaze Knight Grinnell, and featuring Jeremy the Trash Turkey. When this team of elite gamers comes together, they form the ultimate combo, the Backlog Busters! Coming soon to a podcast near you. Welcome, welcome to the Pandemic Cast, the podcast where we practice social justicing. No, social distancing. Yes, I am socially distancing myself from all of you. You see, I am over here in Las Vegas. I'm six feet away from my screen. I've got four other people on the screen. I'm giving them the heart signatures. But those four people are sitting close to each other, and uh, it's frowned upon right now. Everybody's giving me half a heart. So... I am the fat man in Vegas, Grouchy Surge, laughing up in the corner. I've got Blaze Knight, 0923. Mathman is practicing quantum physics and wondering what he's going to put on Twitter tomorrow to mess with our minds. Jeremy, he's practicing gobble gobble right now. He's on mute. He's got a coffee. He has his screen blurred except for his face holding up a censored coffee cup. And in the bottom... My right-hand corner, the bearded wonder, the man from... Uh, nope, he didn't show up this time. Like an old lady going to a casino just to yell bingo. It's the one, the only, Skinny Matt. Hi, Matt, guys. Hi. hi. No. Hey, guys, what's going on? Well, we're all excited to talk about bingo tonight, Matt. That's why you're here, to talk about bingo. Um... But first, like I do each and every other episode that I remember to do it and then say that I do it, I'm going to steal from Sean Capri a little bit here. And because we're all kind of quarantined, 
and we're all down in the dumps and we have to uh, socially distance ourselves from our wife and children. I don't understand it, but I tell them six feet away. Let's start off by talking about like something that we're thankful for, that we appreciate right now. So I'm going to go first and say I'm thankful that my business is essential because I get to keep going to work. I get to keep earning money. And I get to, uh, you know, keep paying for the very, very expensive house that my wife told me I really, really, really wanted because there's nothing out there quite as good as this one. No matter how many houses we looked at, every single time she would be like, yeah, but it's not that one. So I'm very thankful I get to keep working and pay for that. No, but on a serious note, I am thankful for family and friends. I am thankful for uh, the people in my house, the ones who have run me crazy all day long while off from work today. That would be Jacob and Sophia. And I am thankful for the four people sitting in front of me. I am not thankful for Patrick today. There is no thank for Patrick. Other stuff to do. Couldn't make the call. What What does he have to do? Play video games. Probably beaten five of them right now while he's not talking to us. But I'm really thankful for you guys. I'm thankful I get to sit here and have this conversation. And, uh, you know, not be mad at crazy people coming into my work saying that, Oh, you guys are out of toilet. So, uh... Nobody, no toilet paper jokes tonight. Thank you. Thank you very much. And because nobody's prepared for this question, our guest, Matt, gets to go first. What are you thankful for right now? I'm actually thankful that the new Animal Crossing game has co-op play. So I was able to play some with my wife tonight. And that they didn't put a strangle the other villager button on it. So that made it really good, too. (laughs) I haven't done any co-op yet. Um, I have been told that people are willing to open their gates so that I may uh, come and steal their fruit because evidently you only start with one thing of fruit or one type of fruit. And I picked it all and sold it to uh, one of those little crook kids. And now I have to wait like another six weeks before I can grow more fruit so that I can, uh, I guess, plant it and sell it and let other people into my island to steal it. So we'll see how that goes. Jeremy, what are you thankful for? I am also thankful for Animal Crossing and Hot Take. Hot Take. Um, that's why you come to the show is Hot Takes. Um, I'm thankful that they um, don't allow you to transfer your save to multiple switches, and they force you t- for everybody on one console to play on one island because I guess as a kind of uh, newcomer to Animal Crossing. Um, it's just really cool to be able to share an island with your kids because I don't care really if they, you know, cut down a tree or something. I, to me, it's like, eh, whatever. Like, I'm I'm not going to have a perfect island to begin with. And so I think it's neat to be able to uh, share the island, to send things to them, uh, to gift them things. And I'm just kind of finding out, like, the different things as far as playing together um, and playing, I guess, uh, what do they call that? Uh, an- uh, asynchronous play, essentially, where you can kind of play on the island and um, it changes and you can kind of uh, uh, enjoy it together but not at the same time kind of thing. So I think that's kind of cool. Um, yes, definitely thankful for uh, my job, my family, my church, and just... Thankful for you guys um, to be able to uh, talk to you guys and uh, enjoy a hobby like video games 
that can kind of give, uh, I don't know, some uh, relief in stressful times. So I'm thankful for you guys. I'm thankful that Skinny Matt K's here. I did not know that, and uh, his beard is a lot less beardy than um, <laughs> than Patrick's. So, anyways, that's what I'm thankful for. That's not a beard. I can't grow one. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's save the non-animal crossing for last. Ryan, what are you thankful for? Uh, first and foremost, I am thankful that we have supplies that we have plenty of meals to last us um, as long as I can keep my teenage children from eating everything because they tend to eat when they are bored, which I can understand. I'm also thankful for my wife. I'm thankful for the time that we've had to spend uh, next to each other as we're having to work home. We're both educators and school is kind of starting back next week for my kids and for her. So they're having to get everything um, transitioned to being online. And I've got three weeks to transition all of my face-to-face classes to online. But it's just nice to be sitting at the same table and talk with each other and just sometimes even just griping about, you know, how difficult some of the changes are going to be for us, but also encouraging each other to, you know, that we can get through it all. And uh, lastly, I guess I can also be thankful for Animal Crossing. I mean, we've been waiting for it for, for years. And then they announced it, and then we had to wait again, and then again. So I'm glad it's finally here. I'm glad I finally actually got a chance to play today. And an, and an embarrassing amount of time to play it, but yeah. <laughs> play it, I did. That's awesome. And Mike. Mr. I haven't even touched the game. I breathe fire when people mention the game. I'm going to play it for seven minutes and tell everybody how much I hate the game in three years. Not anytime soon. No, I mean, Mike, 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 what day is it? It's not hump day. Mike, what are you thankful for? I'm thankful for the ability to breathe fire first and foremost. Like you have no idea how useful that is when everybody is social distancing. I never have to worry. I never have to worry about starting the grill. I never have to worry about having a place to cook. Like my family can be heating something up in the oven and I can be in the other room heating up some popcorn all on my own. So the ability to breathe fire, pretty amazing. Uh, Additionally, I am thankful that all of you guys get to enjoy Animal Crossing um, and that you're having such a great time together. Um, Not something I'm interested in, but if you twist my arm hard enough, I might consider it. Um, Aside from that, I'm very thankful for the internet, Uh, mostly because earlier this week, I didn't have it. And let me tell you, in the time that we're at in in society with the social distancing and then having no internet on top of it, it really, really feels lonely. And it's not a good thing. So the ability to have the internet and interact with people and just scroll through Twitter, look at Instagram, podcast with my friends. That makes everything so much better. So thankful for the internet. I'm thankful that you guys get to enjoy Animal Crossing. And I'm thankful mostly for the ability to breathe fire whenever I so choose. Okay, so. Trogdor! Um, <laughs> thankful that uh, I don't touch my face nearly as much as I used to. It's such a hard habit to break. When you have a beard, you touch it all the time. So, 
But the next thing I'm thankful for, games. Bingo games. So, as we touched about on our last episode, as we touched about why Mike chugs a two liter of Pepsi to make sure that he can stay up for the next four hours, and uh, as I talked about on the last Backlog Confessional, try not to put that in front of the mic, I suppose. Bingo! And not only do I have a bingo card, like some of us out there, but I have a big laminated one that was sent to me from Mike's wife because, uh, you know, I'm like, yeah, whatever, mine's better. Mine's Man, better, Mike. That's fancy. Um, Bigger. It really is. So um, I would like to say that Backlog Bingo is pretty cool. I really like the idea. I'm glad she came up with it and passed it on to us. And I'm glad we've got people that are participating, like Matt, who said that he's only going to knock games off of his list if he spends 60 to 80 hours on them. I mean, <laughs> that, that was really nice that he basically volunteered to not win, because I know it takes him three months to beat an eight-hour game. Um, but I did. I beat, I beat a game already, and I kept it hidden from everybody until I finished it, because I wasn't sure I was going to beat it. But... Um, and, and I'm choosing a space because Mathman told me once you place it, it doesn't move, or once it lays, it stays, or don't drop your ball in the hole and pretend you got a hole in one. I don't remember, but he basically said once I choose a spot, it ain't moving. So I chose Mike Tyson's punch out to go a game officially ranked in the top 10. Now, I'm using my own terminology for this, and in theory, you have to find a top 10 list where it's ranked. So, I will link to it if people want, but Punch-Out! is ranked on a lot of people's top 10 NES games. There were multiple websites that I went out to and I searched, and I was just like, just to see if it would qualify. So, uh, yeah, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out! A game ranked in the top 10. Now, it doesn't have to be top 10 of all time. It could be just top 10 for a system. We get to bend these rules. But as long as I can, like, point to it, I feel comfortable putting it there. So, yeah, I got a spot, guys. I got a spot. And I'm working on a couple more, but I like it. Has anybody else started backlog bingo? I have. Abby I started uh, a couple games. I'm probably not going to finish, so I'm probably not going to win. So uh, I, I don't. Did is, did everybody wins? Started Dragon Age Origins. You know, a nice good old RPG. It's probably about 50, 60, 70, 90, 300 hours. I don't know. I beat that game in fifty. Oh, so it'll take me about 130. Mm-hmm. So that's the biggest one that I'm trying to debate on. If I want to just do it on stream, then I'll never finish it ever before the time my kids graduate college. Um, see, there was that one, and now I totally blanked on the other game that I started. Oh, yeah. The uh, second Batman Telltale game. Uh, what is it? Batman? The I See, I blanked on the name. Your parents the are dead. Road, good night. Yeah, Ooh. your parents are dead. No, uh, it's like something within the, the enemy within. Enemy the within. within. Yes, something like that. Let's see. It's shows you how much I'm into it. Well, just times past since I played it, but uh, hopefully I'll be finishing the first episode. I got like five minutes left of that, but kids and then Animal Crossing, you know. So let's play the game that has no ending and takes you away from the bingo. Well, the I have a question is... about that. About what? about that so animal crossing so there is uh so the 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 spot that i'm gonna claim right now is in the middle it's called the free space 
And because I don't play games, I got that one. And the one to the left of it is a game that starts with the letter A. So with Animal Crossing, like, do you have to beat this game? Like, you can't, obviously, you know, um, there's not a final boss in Animal Crossing. Uh, and if there was, I don't know what it would be. Uh, Mr. Rossetti. Mr. Rossetti. Mr. Rossetti okay. and Tom Nook at the same yeah, time. Yeah, and like a, in a tank. I'm thinking like some kind of like big mech kind of battle. But can you? Can I use that spot for Animal Crossing if I'm playing it? But how do games that don't actually have an ending work with Backlog Bingo? I think for something like Animal Crossing, if we were to say that you beat it or completed it. Um, it might be one of two criteria that you need to meet. I would say if you've completely paid off your house and all of the upgrades, like Tom Nook says, all right, I can't take any more money from you. You've got the mansion. Either that or I think that would probably be it. I was also thinking about maybe 100%ing uh, your donations to the museum in terms of the fish and the bugs. If you can show that you have a complete um uh, a complete log of all of the bugs and the fishes, and you can you know take screen caps of that for verification. I think that would be close to doing it. Okay, I, I, I'm gonna say that paying paying off Tom completely is probably easy mode and doable compared to filling out the museum, which means that you would literally have to put in time for a year to catch all the random stuff that only comes out on certain times and certain seasons and stuff like that. And I think that might be too much dedication to claim a spot. I mean, I, I don't even want to upgrade from the tent, but I'm probably going to have Animal Crossing in my A game. So I, I, I don't mean to, like, burst your bubble, Serge, but... Ooh, um, fight, fight, and, and I'm, fight, I'm not fight, trying to, fight, like, fight, fight. <laughs> you know, claim rank over you. I mean, after all, this is like the fourth or fifth Animal Crossing that I've played. But it's not just you pay off the 49,800 bell debt at the beginning. There's an upgrade after that. There's one after that. And then after that, and after that. So as soon as you think you're done, like, sweet, I paid off this house. Tom looks like, hey, would you like a bigger house? And you're going, you know, I don't have enough room for all of my you know, gyroids. So yeah, I, I could definitely, I could definitely use your hemorrhoids. Gyroids. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. No, your hemorrhoids. That's a, that's like a, a shed in the backyard. You got to keep yours. But <laughs> I think what you get into and you like, oh my gosh, there's like the debt can be in the hundreds of thousands of bells that you're going to have to pay. No, no, I, I completely understand. Like I know the theory behind animal okay. crossing and I've watched people play the GameCube version, which I did play somewhat just trying to find the old video games in it um so but i'm saying that like going through collecting money you know paying off tom nook eventually is probably easier than collecting everything for the museum like the museum seems like something for people who are seriously dedicated to the game i mean as it is i and since we're talking about tom nook like i guess mike can just go take a nap for a few minutes but <laughs> Um, I am going to, uh, I'm going to play this Animal Crossing game. Currently, my goal is like a lot slower, a lot more fictitiously, because if anybody saw, I put that first Animal Crossing article out there where uh, Tiger Woods saved me from doom and gloom and 
started an island with me. But uh, my whole goal is going to be to play this game debt-free. So I don't want to do my next upgrade until I have the money to be like, Tom, 98000 I got that in the bank. Upgrade my house, give him the money. And then so on and so forth. So I'm going to see if it's possible or not. I do get that there are some problems I could run into um, as things get expensive. And it depends on how much farming I can do to sell stuff to little Crook A and Crook B in order to get the bells and whistles. But my goal is to attempt... I don't think there's whistles in the game. Yes, there. there's uh, ocarinas. So. Oh, dang it. Sorry. <laughs> so, Josh, how, how about I, we do this, Josh? I can already tell you the big... No, I mean, I love I love the idea of like you know that having a completion. So I'm cool with it. And if I don't get there, I don't get there. But I'm just saying that like the way I'm playing the game, I'm on slow mode. Well, how about we put it out to Twitter? How we put it to Twitter and we, you know, we ask them what would they consider completion for Animal Crossing? Something that is beyond easy mode, but it's not like the super hardcore, you know, it's going to take me forever to get every single item in the catalog bought, purchased, displayed, or whatever. Let's go to them, see what they say. I mean, we do love turning to Twitter. Yes. Let the Twitters Twitters decide. Oh, those crazy people. What could possibly be wrong? (laughs) (laughs) Twitter Uh, is is a place of love and family and community. And if that's not the way that you see it, you might want to find another social media platform. That's all I'm saying. It's a good thing I have Discord. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Is anybody else playing anything for Backlog, Mingo? Well, I am currently playing... Oh, go ahead, Mike. I've talked too much. No, no, no. Go ahead. Turkey's first. Turkey's first. Well... Just quickly, a game I've never played before um, is a game uh, that I picked up on the Switch that came out on the Neo Geo. I said I was going to play this month, uh, Windjammers. So Windjammers um, is essentially Pong with 90s beach people. Um, Maybe air hockey would be another uh, way to describe it. Uh, Frisbee thrown back and forth. And I've played a little bit as far as just the arcade by myself. Uh, haven't really played locally um, with anybody or online because I think I would uh, not fare too well if I got online with this game. So, but it is super fun and man, it is really addicting. Um, you know, just one more match, one more match. And I believe they have a sequel coming out this year. So that's a game I've never played before. That is one of the spaces on Backlog Bingo, and uh, that's down in the, the lower left corner. So that's the only other thing I've been playing for Backlog Bingo. So I thought I would be really smart and jump in on Backlog Bingo as soon as we finish talking about it, not realizing we should probably follow some sort of rules. So totally and completely completed a game for a G space. However, I did it entirely before Monday, so it does not count. That being said, I have to reevaluate that. Um, but I have been working on an M game, Mortal Kombat 11. More on that later. But uh, 
I run into a similar problem that you guys may have with Animal Crossing, and I'm just not sure when do you call it complete. If it's beating the story mode, well, that wasn't too hard. We've already done that. But how do you finish a fighting game? Do I beat all the towers? Do I get all the collectibles? Because there's hundreds and hundreds of collectibles. I, I, I just don't know. What, what do you guys think? Well, I would think, and I, I do, if I remember correctly on Mortal Kombat 11, I think I remember hearing that, um, yeah, there's a ton of collectibles, and it's actually very difficult to even get everything to drop. I mean, and I don't know if they patched that, but I remember it being just absurd, the amount of hours you'd have to put in, uh, almost like, what was that game, Battlefront 2, or Battlefront kind of hours to get all the collectibles, Um but anyways, I would say if you've already beat the story, uh, I mean, honestly, that's what I would maybe consider uh, in a fighting game. Uh, I don't think that there's any wrong with having a couple easier ones on Backlog Bingo. I would say story mode, if you wanted to beat a couple towers, cool, you know, but for me, I mean, I'm on, I'm on easy, so I'm going to say story mode. I plan to beat all of the towers. Uh, story mode, it actually rolls through a variety of the cast. So it's, it doesn't uh, determine based on who you pick. There's a set story, and it rotates you through different playable characters for that particular game. Personally, I'm when it comes to fighting games if i'm going to play it i play it because of the story i don't do the online i don't do anything like that so for instance i went through i beat like mortal kombat 9 or 8 or whichever one had freddy krueger as downloadable character i beat That's that nine. story mode 9 um i beat the first injustice going through beating that story mode um to me if you go through and beat the story mode you know whether it's a couple hours or 10 hours long or whatever it is, to me, that's beating the game. That's the game to me, story mode. So I, I'm cool with that. I'm also cool with shorter games as I've been looking for different short games to play to kind of like go alongside some of the longer games I want to play. But, you know, it, it's an interesting dichotomy between, hey, I beat this two-hour story mode and, hey, Animal Crossing has no real ending. But... You know, it's all about the games you're enjoying and the games you want to play. So, you know, if you're happy with being done after the story mode, then, uh, you know, put your check mark on there and move forward. If you can look at uh, yourself gonna... in the mirror and say, I feel good about myself for checking this backlog bingo mark off, then yes, success. You've done it, I think. I can feel good about myself for a lot of things. I tell you what. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, don't worry, guys. I'll still be playing it for a long time to come. I'm having yeah. a lot of fun with it. So, I mean, ultimately, the whole point of this is for people to have fun and potentially play games that they weren't looking at this year. You know, I had no interest in going back and playing Punch-Out!, but, you know, over the course of three or four days, I put, like, five hours into the game going through trying to remember how to beat certain people trying to remember the weaknesses trying to remember the 
visual cues that were like, oh, got to move, got to move, got to, you know, that's where I can hit him and get a star. And, you know, and then being super frustrated by like one or two of the people. So, like, to me, that was that was the way it was presented to us. So as long as you're having fun and enjoying what you're doing, check it off, cowboy can, boy. Can I ask for All one right. point of clarification real quick about the bingo? Like, for example, um, Cadence of Hyrule, I picked it up. I literally played it for two minutes when it came out, but then just put it down. Is that something I could do? Because, I mean, technically I played it before, but if I start fresh with a brand new game, is that something I can check off, or is that kind of yeah, you gone can, away because I, I, I touched that'd it? that'd be fine. I think that'd be fine. Yeah, because to me, the game's still on your backlog. Yeah. Um, oh, yes. Th- things that don't count to me is I'm halfway through Fire Emblem, so when I finish the game, I can't check that off because I played, you know, the first half of the game last year. Unless I'm right. going to start over a new story and go through it, that doesn't count. So whenever I okay. beat it, I don't get to check that off. But if you played a couple of minutes and then you go back to it later as a game that you're trying to play, totally counts. Because, you know, how I'll many games do, do we have? I'll start it all over. I'm fine with mm-hmm. Lose my That's five right. minutes. That's right. Lose it. Well, I mean, this is all part of kind of what you've been playing, but um, I did start that game. There was a game that I got for like five cents a while ago called Mad Age and this hat, I think. No, Matt, I can't remember the name now. I'm so glad uh, you're playing that, by the way, because it keeps tempting me in the eShop with the sales. Oh, yeah. And I just, I haven't bid on it yet, but every time I look at it, I'm like, I don't know. It just kind of looks like it would be fun, but continue. It's yeah. It's it was. I think it was five cents. And I've gone down to like eight cents or something like that recently. Um, but like I said, yeah, this is one of those things where I wish I could just kind of buy some of these games and gift them to people. I wish that was a, a thing that you could do because I mean, it doesn't really cost that much. But it's a it's a pretty fun game. Uh, before I guess we did the backlog bingo, I had gotten through oh half of the first world. I think there are three. Um, so I'm going to let that one kind of sneak in. I probably spent more time than just a couple of minutes on it, but I wasn't really devoting a bunch of time to it. So I'm going to try to go ahead and get that knocked off the backlog. Um, I guess that uh, Mad Age and this guy, that's what it is. Uh, so I, I can do that with the game that starts with an M. Um, I don't know. I have a hard time going going to my backlog. I know there's a lot of stuff out there I need to, to finish, but like I just bought a game today. Because it was one penny, and I couldn't say no, so I figured I'd give it a shot. You can't can say I, no to a penny. Can I guess? Can I guess what it is? Sure. Conduct together. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I got that as well. I, that was I bid on that because uh, my kids wanted a train game, and that thing looked super cute, and so um, it's it's pretty fun. Fun train yeah, puzzle game. The, the MSRP was 20 bucks, and it was down four penny. I said, you know what? I have enough gold coins sitting around, one, and I can easily buy the game. A penny? Yes, yeah, it, it was four penny. Now, there have been other games that have been on sale for like a penny. I look at it, and I say, mm-hmm. I don't yeah. even think that's worth my bandwidth. No, to, it's to, not worth the space on your SD card. No. Yeah. No. But I mean, I don't really have any other games that I'm saying this is specifically for Backlog Bingo. Um, 
I've gotten myself into kind of a pickle with the games that I've been playing that are kind of open-ended. Um, Skinny Matt knows the the deep hole of Stardew Valley, and oh, starting 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 Animal Crossing, and I just I don't know. I'm a mess. I am an absolute mess. And so, I also bought another game this week, SSX Three. Yeah, I man. <laughs> That's so. My question, math, man. My my question now is now that uh you're in the Animal Crossing rabbit hole and yeah. putting more time than you want to admit into it on uh let's call this day one. How uh how are you going to balance that in Stardew? Is do you do you foresee yourself even playing any Stardew right now? Like I'm just curious if like you're going to be like I'm going to do like a day of Stardew before I go to bed. Or are you just putting Stardew on the back burner because Animal Crossing is everything that you've wanted out of cute, funny creatures? I feel like you you are putting me on the spot and you're calling me out like I did for your purchase of Final Fantasy VII Extended Collector's Edition DX Super Ultra. So, Which, by the way, I wish I could cancel right now. You can't? Uh, Or you're not letting yourself. No, I mean, like, I'm physically unable to cancel. Like, I don't have the mental capacity to do it. But I am considering putting everything except for the Steelbook on eBay and just selling it. Yeah. Uh, well, that's, that is a plan. Uh, but as for Stardew, I think what's, what it's going to boil down to is that I'll have to play that uh, whenever my kids are playing Animal Crossing. Um, I think sometimes, I think one of the things I do like about Stardew Valley is that you have a single day. You've got a clock, you've got a certain amount of energy and health, and once it comes to be like midnight in the game, then it's over, and you can go to bed and you start the day again. Um, and so that's it's kind of different between what you have with Animal Crossing, which is based off of a real-world clock. So if I go in there now, if I've already dug up everything, if I've already shaken down all the trees, that that's done until tomorrow. But in Stardew, I can say, oh man, I've done all that I can do. I can go in my house to the bed, click go to sleep, and then the next day starts, and I can just, you can plow through a week very, very quickly and lose track of time that way. So it's a different kind of open-ended playing. So, yeah, I will say that it's been a while since I've been back to Stardew Valley. I'd played a lot of it over spring break, but with all the stuff with the coronavirus and staying inside and waiting on pins and needles for the emails from my institution about what we're going to do. There hasn't been as much time to play video games. It's just been stress out throughout the entire day, get to the end of the night and watch a few episodes of a sitcom with my wife before we go to bed. Ooh, that is life. At least you Sounds good to me. So, I mean... Yes, us poor people that don't get to work from home. It's very sad and lonely. And the only thing that'll make that better is if we had, like, a letter to the editor from, like, let's say the 90s, somewhere in the 90s. And that would make my life better. The 80s are fine, too. Are the 80s okay with you, Serge? Uh, How about the 70s? Can we go back to the 70s? No. When he wasn't math man, he was math boy. There are too many bell bottoms and long hair. Uh, math toddler. 
technically? Well, for, for a short period of time in the 70s, my nickname was King of the Nursery because I was a huge baby. I was 11 pounds. So. <laughs> mm. Yes, wow. my point. I've always been called a huge baby, so you got that in common. <laughs> Just this past week, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's travel back in time to when The Simpsons were on TV 30 years ago. This is from December 1990 of GamePro, and there's just a string of letters to the editors about the Game Genie. And it just seems kind of weird reading these and thinking about this big debate that was going on 30 years ago as to whether or not this Game Genie peripheral is a good thing. Is it going to destroy video games as we know it? And you think about the stuff that's been going around on social media in the past couple of months about, oh, if you're not playing it you know, on hard mode, you're not playing it right, or there shouldn't be an easy mode. And then the other side is, I want to play it how I want to play it. I want to have those options. And it's the same stuff that's echoed here. So just a, a couple of letters. This one says, as a representative of the average game player, I think the game gene is a great idea. I have lots of opportunities to, to rent current games before I buy them, which makes me a more informed shopper. But because, but because I'm 24 and not one of those nine-year-old video game aces, I might only clear one or two levels of a rental game in a full night's play. I think the genie would give us the ability to test the game waters more clearly before buying. Also, for those few unbeatable games that we all have but don't like to admit, it would give us the confidence to keep on going by giving us a practice mode on any game. So that's one letter for pro. And then here's this one. I think the Game Genie is the most ridiculous invention ever created. A video game enhancer to make games simpler and less challenging to play? I understand why Nintendo wants this device off the shelves. The best thing about a game pack isn't only the graphics and sound, it's also the fun and challenge that the game offers. The Game Genie takes that challenge and fun away from a game pack and makes it boring to play. I certainly wouldn't have fun finishing difficult games with the help of the Game Genie. I wouldn't and won't buy the Game Genie. I say, let's stuff that Game Genie back into its lap. I forgot how controversial the old Game Genie was. And, and the thing you know. is, if you ever had one, I don't think it ever, at least for me in my experience, it never robbed the fun away from me. It was like, oh, I get to see it in a different way. I get to have some enhancements. Or, like one of the letters said, I can finally finish a game. And I know there are people on the internet, even today, who are probably listening to this screaming, but that's not really finishing yet. If, if you use save states, you're not a real gamer. Uh, but you know what? I'm not gaming to try to impress somebody. Okay, Maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe there's some you know, loved one. They're just like, I want this person to love me. So I'm going to beat a game on, on Satan mode and you know, complete it. And I'm going to be awesome. I'm like, you know what? The reason I play games is to have fun. And I want to have fun on my own terms. Like when I play Civilization. I don't play it on the, the most, you know, the highest difficulty. Because I'm not going to have fun. I like things to be a little, little bit easy because I want to be able to play and enjoy and not stress out. If I feel like it's too easy, I can change the difficulty. But I at least like having options. What do you guys think? Um, I'm completely on your side. I I never cared 
uh, when I had friends who had the Game Genie, I thought it was really cool because we would get to, you know, goof around in the game. And, you know, then when I started playing more games in college and everything was on CD, but there was like lots of cheat codes, I always found that enjoyable. Like just being able to summon a tank on Grand Theft Auto anytime I felt like it so that I could just run through, blow everything up get chased by the cops until the point I was at like, you know, four or five stars and use cheat codes to either try to escape or just become invincible to completely destroy more stuff. Um, I, I mean, I grew up with up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, you know, BA select. And uh, what was that last part? I don't know. The world probably forgot all about it by now, but I grew up with that where it's like going from three lives to 30 lives. So I, never was in the mindset that doing something to cheat the system was going to cause somebody to have less fun. None of my friends ever went, dude, you cheated. You didn't even beat it. Start over. So, uh, I'm okay with cheating. Uh, when my 14 year old does it, I will make fun of him to no end. Um, but I'm still okay with it. Somebody going to disagree and be like, it's awful. Well, the thing about the Game Genie is that it's amazing, and it enhances the games. Um, I didn't have a Game Genie growing up. Actually, I had a Game Shark for the N64. And I remember very distinctly that the way that I completed um, 007 uh, GoldenEye on the N64 was with bulletproof mode on. That's how I went through unlocked all the legitimate cheats in the game um that's how i unlocked all the special modes in uh star fox 64 um so you could play as uh the landmaster in multiplayer mode so you could play um as the, the characters outside of the the r-wing and the landmaster uh with a with a rocket launcher on your shoulder so it, it made my my gaming in the 90s so much better the only downside to these types of devices is that they had the uh, chance to damage the the code on the cartridge and then it wouldn't be playable anymore but uh, it seemed to be pretty rare from what I've seen but I, I've always enjoyed uh, using my game shark how about you there were, also some, there were also some issues just jumping in real quick there were also some issues with that some of the cheats that you could do on the codes could potentially land you in a state where you would have to restart the game. Like if it's one of those things where you cannot die, and you think invincibility is great, but then you fall down a pit, and you can't get out of that pit, then well, that's it, game over. You have to reset because you've put your character in a position where they can't get out of it. Yeah. Now, oh no, that's for Game Genies? Yo, young kids always having to cheat together. No, I'm kidding. Um, whatever. I've never, I've never owned one. I've played with one a little, little bit that my buddy had across the street. But if you're having fun, great. Who cares? Just have fun. Just don't use it for backlog bingo. You know. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> right. I. By the way, I totally did not abuse the save fights, save states in uh, Punch Out. Did not. Not. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Not. Unless you're playing online. Yeah. Uh, it would yeah. have been okay if you did. We wouldn't have judged you much. We just would have mercifully made fun of you for years to come. I mean, mm-hmm. where's the harm in that? We're on Twitter right now. 
It would it's be like at, at Dachi, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh, I can't I hear do. you guys anymore. Am I going through a wind tunnel? What, what what's going on here? I do want to start calling things like I want to read like this. What I want to take away from uh, part of these articles is the verbiage. Like I want to call things game packs again, and like call kids like you know like those little aces, you know, or the 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 wizards, you know, wizards or whatever. I think that like, was I'm just like an edit, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I I am uh, I'm excited about calling my Nintendo Switch cartridges now game packs because um, <laughs> I haven't heard that in a long time. So. I think that's pretty cool. Wow. Uh, yeah. I I love when Jeremy's excited. I and am. Speaking and speaking mm-hmm. of excitement from Jeremy, the next topic oh. is Jeremy is excited about next gen. I and he wants to know if he should go next gen or yes. um, go current gen again. Yeah. The, so um, yeah, I'm just my, my hype level for uh, next gen is really low and. I don't have a 4K TV. Uh, my PS4 is broken. So my thought is uh, getting some of that info. I was most excited about the PS5, I think, just because of the backwards uh, capability of, of getting older systems, possibly. Um, with you know, There was rumors of PS3, PS2, and PS1. Um, that didn't really happen. And uh, according to Mark Cerny, it sounded like the backwards um, capability. Why can't I think of the word? Compatibility. Um, compatibility. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Um, backwards compatibility on those is going to be like initially it was the first uh, most of the top 100 PS4 games. And then now I guess they've come back and said, well, we're going to kind of, I guess, in the future. Um, make it so that it's like around most of all of the 4,000 plus PS4 games. So my thought is, well, I have some PS4 games already. I'd like to play some of those. And um, my thought is maybe just go with current gen for the next gen. I really enjoyed getting a PS3 at the end of the Xbox 360 PS3 generation. So, you know, and, and getting into that catalog of PS3 games... So my thought is, I haven't had a PS4 in, I don't know, at least maybe two years. So maybe getting a PS4 Pro uh, at the end of this year or maybe next year and um, just kind of building that PS4 catalog. Um, And so that was my thought is, what do you think? Next gen or current gen? So I'm going to go first since I've probably had the most conversations with you. And I know that you're not the type of person who gets the the extreme enjoyment about playing the current game and being in the conversation. In fact, most of the games that you've come forward with are games that, you know, even people that are dedicated to the system you're playing on are like, huh, what? What did he just say? Like, you enjoy really weird games and quirky games, and it doesn't matter how old it is. You've been enjoying the DS and 3DS games for a while now. You played Wario Land Shake It and really enjoyed shaking it until it felt repetitive. Yeah. But, I mean, Mm -hmm. you don't need to have, you know, the newest gen stuff. You're, You're perfectly capable. You know, you've got your Switch. 
And then mm-hmm. once the new systems come out, there should be some really good deals for the older systems. And if you're looking at getting a PS4 since you're already in that ecosystem and getting a Pro 4, I guarantee there's going to be some really good bundles out there. Whether You don't even have to like the games that are bundled in, but you could probably sell them off and recoup a few extra dollars or, you know, donate them to people listening. And I think, oh, people are going in and out. What is just happening? Spock. But so honestly, I think that's the way you should go is like when the newest set of systems come out, then look for really, really good deals on the old ones, you know, places getting rid of their inventory. And I think you'd be perfectly happy that way. So PS4 Pro, yo. See, I think if you're a little on the budget minded here, uh, kind of can't, if you want to start with the current gen, the whole Xbox has that whole, what, $30 a month payment gives you the game pass. It gives you the Xbox Live and the console. And that gives you a chance to upgrade to the Series X eventually once you pay so much of it off. I don't know the fine details. But when you get Game Pass, you get 100 games. And some of them are really good. Some of them are crap. But there's a lot of indies on there that have been popping in. It's actually 250 games. They just um, they say 100 or more. Yeah, exactly. But Yeah, I did put on my list that I said, or an Xbox. So that was the other thing. So changing uh to the green side um and going you know xbox uh i would probably yeah i mean i would i wouldn't get an s i would go with the yeah see if you're gonna go current gen i would personally i would say go s and then upgrade because i don't have a 4k tv that my xbox is hooked up on it's on 1080 um but you can get the i wouldn't go sad though the sad edition without the disc drive, but I think it's $25 a month and you get the regular, the one S and then once the series X comes out and you pay so much off, just upgrade to that. Now let me, and I know Serge did this a little bit. So talk to me guys, talk to me about the Xbox. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but being able to play your Xbox on like a, a remote screen. So being able to play on like a, a, a laptop or, some other type of device does that how well does that work because a lot of my gaming um i think is um i mean portable is is best for me so is there how does that work is it is it doable well, x x cloud right now is in in a beta phase they're not um all the way out there yet but i do believe that playstation has uh, a feature called remote play mm-hmm. uh that if you have a Vita, you can play your PS4 games uh, remotely that way. So that mm-hmm. way you would play on the go. Now, uh, don't get me wrong, totally an Xbox guy here, but I think if you already have a catalog of PlayStation 4 games to play, it, it's probably best to pick up one of the PlayStations because otherwise, I, I'm, I'm sure the games on your list are probably exclusives. Probably won't be able to play those uh, any other way. Yeah. Um, but rotating back to Xbox, I think uh, as it stands now, I haven't been able to play the play off of your console version. You have to be a specific, like you have to be an Xbox member. Mm. Uh, well, xCloud is in beta, but they do have a myriad of games available in the xCloud uh, service. But you have to have an internet connection that is uh, of a certain quality uh, in order to be able to enjoy it. And I just don't have that available to me. So I haven't done a ton of that um i could at work 
but that feels dirty, so I don't do that. But <laughs> at, at home, I can't do it. Uh, I did it a little bit with data, but that ran out pretty quick. Uh, probably faster than your son's data did, actually, Serge. But, uh, yeah. It was a good experience on my data Well, it lasted for, you know, 20 minutes. Yeah. But what I would say is... What I would say is, as he alluded to, sign up for the xCloud beta and, you know, get yourself a compatible controller, stream to your phone, stream to a laptop, something like that, and see how it works for you. If, oh, I like it. Is, is they bring in me food? Just Can send I have it a, through. Where's like, mine? Right through the screen. Real. I came here to silently obtain cookies and dad broke the whole operation. He's not very stealthy. It runs in the family. <laughs> when you breathe fire, it's hard to be stealthy. I'm just saying. It really is. Uh, but this is my not-so-insufferable teenager, Dom. Uh, <laughs> so, um, you sign up for the preview and see how you like it. Uh, I've, I've gotten into the beta, but I haven't played with it yet. I tried their game streaming, which is from console to phone or tablet or whatever. And unless you have really good Wi-Fi, it can get choppy. So I had a problem with that. Uh, same problem I had with PlayStation doing their game streaming to the Vita is it's just my Wi-Fi isn't doing it justice. So it's a little too choppy for me. But I have played a complete game from Stadia on my TV and I didn't have any issues. So now I want to try xCloud you know, I want to try the GeForce now from NVIDIA. You know, I want to try all these streamings because to me, that's a really cool way for me to get out there and enjoy more of these games. If I can play them like on my phone or on a tablet, I'm good to go instead of sitting in front of a TV, which, you know, I still don't make time for. So that's my recommendation. Try the xCloud beta and see how that works for you, because eventually Sony's going to do the same thing. They're, they're not going to be able to be like, nope, nope, nope. We're just going to ignore that this is, you know, a direction that places are taking us. Because, you know, with xCloud, you're going to have to have an Xbox Live membership for it. And whether you own a console and are playing games like that and taking advantage of the xCloud, or whether you just ignore the fact that you have to have a console and just do whatever games are on the streaming service, you know, they're still getting revenue from you. So... That's where the power's at. If you have decent Wi-Fi, like I don't have the best Wi-Fi at my house, but the game I played on Stadia, I had very, very minimal issues with it over the 12 hours that it took me to beat it. So, well, See, cool. I'd recommend since game, um, cloud gaming is the future and Reggie fils is now on the board at GameStop, when GameStop puts out their console that they're going to have, that might be the next generation you want to look into. Rumor, They'll probably have mail, some amazing, mail, mail, mail. they might have some amazing streaming. I mean, right now, I mean, they are considered an essential business. I mean, they're pushing through everything right now with everything going on with this COVID-19 and stuff. So if they can push through that, and now that Reggie, the Reginator, is now on the board, I can't wait to see that console they put out in 2021, that GameStop console. It's going to be fantastic for streaming. Yeah, so, it's going to be like a pop vinyl that you slide a disc in its face. I think that's... That's that's the that's the mock-up I've seen. That was what you I, saw I at the rumor mill. I, I think that's fake mm -hmm. because I think really it's going to be three times the size. I mean, it, it's mm. same material, but you know, right, a little bigger right. than. 
Yeah. So, but, but I hear you can only get the pre-owned version of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's already opened. Yeah, yeah. you get it. Mm-hmm. So, with that whole uh, GameStop trying to be essential, um, I was reading an article tonight that Pennsylvania pulled its business license, yes. saying, "Nope, you're not essential, and now you don't even have a business license. It's suspended. So, go ahead and operate. I dare you." Yeah, New York. Now might be a good time to station. go ahead and upgrade to the current generation trash. If GameStop's mm. going under, get them all they're cheaper. They're trying to unload their inventory. They're already closing half the stores around here. Yeah. So, anybody have uh, any other advice for Trash Turkey's dilemma? What well, I would just tell you what I've done for the past several several years. I am an early adopter when it comes to Nintendo products because I know that I want those games right when they come out because. I've been playing those games for over 30 years. So when the Switch was announced and then they did the pre-orders, I was right there. I was in line at Target day one to get a Wii U. Um, I tried to get a, a Wii, but it took me about a year or so to finally snag one of those. But the Xbox 360, when I got that, it was towards the end of its life cycle. It was cheap and grouchy, similar to what you said. It came with four games and I sold two of those to a friend I pawned off a couple of others, so I made back 50 bucks on it because they were games I was I've never played anyway. And then when I got my Xbox One last summer, it was you know it's the Xbox One S with a one terabyte you know hard drive, and I got it for like 180, which at the time was a really good deal. And with the Game Pass, like I didn't even really have to buy games. I got the Game Pass thing when they had it for like a, a dollar a month or a dollar to get started or whatever. Um, so being a late adopter has always benefited me with non-Nintendo products because I don't feel like I'm missing out. And by the time I get those consoles, there's already this huge catalog, a back a backlog catalog for us that a I can back-a-log? just dive into. Mm, a backlog. <laughs> yeah, so, so when you go in there and you've got Xbox Game Pass and there are... 200 plus games to choose from you can there's always something to play Mm -hmm. but then again you also have to make sure that you do what is best for you because like you said you game best and you game more often when you're doing it portably where there are some people i know um adam leonard was talking about this on twitter that he does most of his gaming in front of the tv he does very little portable gaming which is why he kind of missed out on some of the animal crossing stuff he's been so thrilled to have Animal Crossing on a home console so that he can connect it to his TV. So you need to do whatever is going to be best for you to enjoy the gaming the way you like to game. And if Thank you do you go guys. current, one last thing, if you do you go current, I've seen PlayStation 4s and Xbox One X. I've seen an Xbox One X in the store, brand new, with Jedi Fallen Order for $350. And I've you seen get- PlayStation 4s, like, almost half the price of what they normally cost. So if you want to actually stick to the current gen, just keep your eyes peeled. There's Mm -hmm. sales jumping everywhere. Well, especially once the holiday season comes around, and if the Xbox Series X is going to be coming out in a few months, you know they're going to be trying to make room for the new inventory. Mm -hmm. Because I know, I think sometime during last Christmas, those those one X's were down to 250 with a pack-in game. And when I saw that, I'm like, man, if I just held on a little bit longer... And then would have missed out on the deal for getting Xbox Game Pass for a dollar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you can wait, 
Yeah, that's what I would do. And also, um, if you can go support us over at patreon.com. So, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, I believe we have spoken. You have a lot to uh, think about, and I need you to do some homework. So you have approximately a month, and next time you're going to let us know what the definitive answer that you have decided to do is. No qualms, no if ands, no buts. It's just you've made a decision. You're moving forward. You put your pants on one leg at a time like everyone else. Turkeys you don't wear, don't wear pants. pants. Okay. Yeah, turkeys so, and ditches don't wear pants. Mm-hmm. Anyway, now that we've talked about everything, does anybody have anything they've been playing that they haven't covered yet? Because that's usually our next segment. I have one thing. When we were, we went to the beach for spring break a couple of weeks ago, and leading up to that, my 13-year-old had started playing Breath of the Wild again. And I was just watching him play. I was like, oh, man, I just remembered how good that game was. And then when we were at the beach, the condo where we stayed had the TV. We, hooked, we brought the Switch. We hooked it up to it. And I was saying, hey, you should go look around this area for a shrine. Because I saw he only had 60 shrines, or probably maybe 50 shrines done out of 120. I said, there's one here. Here, let me put a marker here for you. Oh, let me put a marker here for this one. And then he said, hey, Dad, why don't you log in to your save file so I can see what you've done? And when I did that, he saw all the markings that I had on there, all the shrines. He's like, whoa, you've done so much. And then I started playing. Like, I took the controller, and I started playing. And I had a hard time putting it down. I hadn't played the game in probably two, two and a half years. But then I was right back into the thick of it. It was just, Breath of the Wild to me is just such a good game. And I was falling back into the same habits of, you know what, I'm going to set a marker. Oh, look, I got distracted by something else. I bet there's something here that I haven't done yet. Oh, I need to fight these guys. Oh, let me find a guardian. Or, you know, let me harvest some silent princess flowers or whatever. So that's one of those... It just kind of came back. It was so good. If you haven't played Breath of the Wild, you're missing out. Um, and we've also been playing a lot of uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe as a family, trying to do some family game nights. And uh, I will say that the Super Nintendo uh, Classic controllers work really well with that. Um, the shoulder buttons are kind of a little bit tougher to use than the ones on the Pro Controller, but they still work really well. So we've got two of those and the, the Pro Controller so everybody can play, all four of us. And it's nice to see as a family us getting first through fourth in that. And it's also really fun to hear my son, both of my sons say, how are you so fast, Dad? Because they pick Dry Bones Bowser and Bowser, and they try to max out their speed. I pick Link. I do standard all the way across. And I'm still like a quarter of a lap ahead of everybody. <laughs> So I hope when you guys take family vacations, you do the driving because you sound like an awful backseat driver. No, go over there. Do that. Do that. No, go over there. You're just not getting the shrines that I want you to get. Let me have the switch. Let me play my game again. Like You made it sound like he wanted you to boot up your copy. But I think secretly you were like, how can I annoy this kid so bad that he makes me get into my own copy so I can start playing again? Not joking. 
No, 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 no. You you are totally right because when he was playing, I'm like, okay, so that's where you need to go. And then he would get distracted. I'm like, no, stop, no, no, go to your right. No, go. What are you doing? No, you don't need more fairies. Stop. You just need to go here. That's all you need to do. But you're right about the driving stuff. I do tend to want to be the one driving. But on the way there, because we went to um, Alabama, uh, my wife drove half of the distance uh, on the way there, and I was I was good. I just sat there and I just you know, play DJ and talk with her. And I was not the, uh, the annoying husband that I could very easily be. Mm. Yeah. Whenever we go anywhere, I, I do all the driving and they do all the sleeping. So, but, um, other games that I've been playing, which I think most of them will fit into backlog bingo. And then two of them are going to fit into my, uh, my backlog challenge. Uh, so animal crossing will be my a game. It, it may take me till the end of the year to say that I've finished with it, but that's my A game. My C game, I mean, a game that starts with a G, uh, Guns, Gore, and Kenobi 2. So uh, it's, I, I listen, they're, they're dumb little games. You do a lot of shooting. It's got some humor in it. And uh, I enjoyed Guns, Gore, and Cannoli 1. So Guns, Gore, and Cannoli 2 is going to be a game I cross off with a G. And then, yes, there's the infamous C game. And everybody and their mother, and I swear I saw it on Twitter, your mother is playing Chrono Trigger. I don't understand how it came up there. I don't know where it came from. But out of nowhere, I people said maybe an anniversary or something, but I've seen it. It's popped up everywhere. It's been haunting me. You have been bringing it up for months. Skinny Matt, it's probably one of his top three games, if not his number one game of all time. It's he my number one it... game of all time. Yeah, he's brought it up over the years. But then it's like, I see someone else is playing Chrono Trigger. I see someone else is playing Chrono Trigger. Then Mathman is like retweeting and tagging me and other people that are playing Chrono Trigger. Then the guys from Flux Depose are like, hey, how about our next game that we're going to be playing is Chrono Trigger? And I'm like, okay, at this point, I can't ignore that all the signs, all the forces of evil are pointing Chrono Trigger at me. Evil, good, whatever. But it, it's all, <laughs> and it's like, okay, I can't, I can't just ignore that the universe is telling me to play Chrono Trigger, even if it's been choreographed by somebody I know. The universe is telling me I need to play Chrono Trigger. So... You I need to play Chrono Trigger. I started Wait a Chrono Did you Trigger. Hear that? Uh, it was the wind. Oh, it was okay. the quarantined wind. Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger. Yeah. So. Chrono Trigger. <laughs> <laughs> and um, if you if you move the letters in uh, coronavirus, it actually is Chrono Trigger. Yeah, it's the Chrono Trigger virus, right? So it's infected me. Um, I started playing it. I got fifteen to twenty minutes into the game. I went, man, these graphics are outdated, pixelated, 16-bit. Looks like I'm playing an SNES game. Um, so when I started playing, <laughs> I um, I renamed the main character, then I renamed the next person I came to, then I renamed the next person I came to, and I'm like, wait a second. I need to start over, because all this renaming is going to mess me up. Um, I plan on having conversations with... Uh, Jason Lacey and Lucas when they're going through their flux to close playthrough, whether I'm submitting something or whether I'm talking to them about the game. So I can't have 
a different set of names for my characters. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Octotocto was telling me to go on this quest. And they're, like, using the person's real name because I'm not going to get it. I'll just be completely lost. Especially since... I apologize. Um, I'm actually just dug out my Wii U because I still have Chrono Trigger on my Wii Virtual Console. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be playing through with the Flux Flux Deposed Boys as well. So Excellent. So we'll be talking about it. But, like, my problem is the whole reason I'm going to restart and just use the regular names except for the main character is... I'm not going to remember who the other people are actually named when they're talking about it. So if they're talking about someone named Maria, but I've renamed this person to like Bob Dylan. Listen, I'm just making stuff up right now. You know, I'm not going to know that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Your Maria is my Bob Dylan. So I'm just going to go with like the standard name. So I did, I'm restarting it. And uh, tomorrow after I get my bells in animal crossing, I'm going to start putting some, a little bit of time into uh, Mr. Chrono and Mr. Trigger. So, yes, your plan worked. The universe came to your aid, and Chrono Trigger is my C game. One of us. One of us. Now, <laughs> hey, are you required to find all the endings, by the way? You know, I'm not required to do anything. Uh, we're They are just going to go through and beat the game, and I think everybody's going to be happy. I'm curious to see... You know, since I know you're joining now, out of the four of us, if we're all going to get similar endings, or do your decisions... Is the first ending always the first ending? And then you have to do other stuff to get different endings? Or are decisions made throughout the game that will change the ending you get? The best I think for the... Good. I was going to say, I think... You can get different endings on the first playthrough. Definitely. Depending on the choices you make. Okay. There aren't too many variants uh, for your first ending. You don't really start getting the extra endings until after you complete the game and you do a new game plus where you start with all of your levels and most of your items except for those that are key to the story. So at the very beginning, very early on in the game, you have an opportunity to fight the final boss. But there's not going to be any way for you to actually defeat that guy because he's just going to destroy you. It's just like at the beginning of Breath of the Wild, you say, I'm going to go defeat Ganon. I want to run up to Hyrule Castle. Bad idea. But once you do a new game plus and you guys are, you know, you have your maxed out health and magic, then yeah, you can do that and you can experience the ending at different points. Cool, cool. No new game plus for me. So. Anybody else have any other games that uh, they're playing that they haven't touched on yet? I uh, took this opportunity this week while under quarantine to pick up a couple of different demos that came out. Uh, First and foremost, I played through the demo of Resident Evil 3 Remake. Uh, Any of you guys had a chance to play through that? No. No? Resident Uh, Evil. That's all I know. (laughs) Patrick were here, he he would get it. Yeah. Uh, but fantastic game. Uh, definitely looking forward to picking up the full version, which I already was, so it didn't change my opinion. And I didn't think that it would, but uh, definitely looking forward to picking up the full version when it comes out next month. Um, additionally, I played through the demo version of Trials of Mana Remake, which also comes out next month. Uh, let's you play up to like the first major boss. Uh, 
It's a good time. Uh, I can play it on the Switch or PS4. Definitely. Yeah. See, that's the the collection of Mania with the SNES version. This is uh this is the modern version. But I like it's I like those retro graphics though that Surge doesn't like. I mean, I don't know. What do you think? Have you played both? What what do you what do you prefer? Um, I've played a little bit of Seiken Densetsu three Trials of Mana um on a ROM at one point with a, a fan translation. I haven't played uh the collection of mana version. Um uh, and I, I enjoyed it well enough, but when I found out they were doing a remake, I you know, put that on the back burner and said, I'll just wait till the remake and play through that first. Gotcha. Uh, so it's following all the same story beats. So I think it's going to be pretty true to uh, the original in that regard. And then I suppose I just have that, uh, that G game that I tried to uh, get a jump on everybody playing. It's uh, um, a point-and-click adventure it's on uh, Steam and and the Switch, and I played it on the Switch because um, well, my PC is probably uh, I don't know from the early two thousands. It still has Windows eight on it. Um, I can't figure out how to update it. Um, uh, there's no graphics card, so I, I mean, playing games on it's not not gonna happen. But anyways, <clears throat> this game it's called. Uh, Goetia, I think that's how it's pronounced. Um, but basically what you do is you play as a ghost of a girl named Abigail, and your objective is to explore the mansion that you grew up in and figure out basically what's happened to your family since your death. Um, there's demons involved and lots of uh, puzzle solving and pretty good time all things considered but some of the puzzles can get really really cryptic uh if you don't know where to go and what to do uh after you finish like the first area of the house more um options open up and you can go in multiple different directions and like at that point in the game um like each path is its own like story beat and you can get to be stuck in all of those. And I kind of wish it had been more streamlined versus just opening wide up uh, as far as keeping track of the story. Uh, one thing about this game is there's zero voice acting and a ton of reading. So be ready to, if, you, if you're going to jump into this game, be ready to read a lot and take notes and solve lots of overly complex puzzles with symbols and uh yeah i i 100 of the game um thinking oh yes completed it i'm gonna check it off the list it's one that my wife bought ages ago and hasn't played yet um i enjoyed the game i enjoyed the story uh there's multiple endings i got both of them um definitely worth uh worth your time if you like point and click adventures and are really good at solving convoluted puzzles so, Mathman, this might be up your alley uh, as far as solving complex puzzles, being that you solve math problems all the time. You can probably solve some yeah, but those aren't complex. Right? Those aren't complex. Uh... <laughs> no, I've, I've, I've seen that. Um, I just, again, with the backlog, just as it is, I've got to be very picky and choosy about what I do play. Um, 
So I don't know about that one. There is one game that I didn't mention that has been on my backlog, not as a not a traditional start and beat kind of game. But I told you guys how much I've been playing Civilization Five. I keep going back to that, and it, it's it's sucking me in. But there's another game that they, that came out between Civilization Five and Six called Civilization Beyond Earth. One of the um, victories that you could achieve in Civilization Five is a technology victory, where you basically gather, you, you advance the technology tree all the way to the end, you gather the pieces of a space rocket, get them into your capital, and you're the first person to go to space, so you get the science victory. Well, Civilization Beyond Earth kind of starts at that point, and you go to a new planet. So the resources and everything is completely different, the technology tree is different, and it's to me, kind of confusing because I'm so used to what they have in the traditional civilization games. And I played it a long time ago, right when I first got it. I was really excited for it, but it just, it just didn't work right for me. I didn't, it didn't feel right. It didn't feel like a normal civilization game. So I went back this past week and I said, let me try it again. Let me give it another shot. I'm going to put it on the easiest setting possible and see what I can, see what I can do. And it just kicked my butt. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I think part of it is that in the traditional civilization games, you have other civilizations that you are kind of competing against for for land, for resources, and you're making trades with them. But then you also have these smaller barbarian encampments that will send out enemies that it's they're an enemy to everybody. So you kill them and you move on, and, and they're fine. They're not really that tough. They're just more of a nuisance. In Civilization Beyond Earth, you have alien life forms that you're competing against. And I think there's supposed to be an option where you can not attack them, but it doesn't seem to work out that way. And then eventually there will be this, if you guys ever remember watching the movie Dune or read the book, The Huge Sandworms, some of these guys start going through the tiles and you say, okay, what if I try to fight them? It's like, no, you're going to lose. Like they're going to take all your health away. And so, like, in two turns, you know, whatever unit you have out there is obliterated. And I, I, I can't stop these guys. They keep coming. And this is on the easy mode. And so I played about 100 turns. And I just said, you know what? I, I lost too much time playing this. And I think I'm just going to remove it off the backlog and never see it again. And it's so disappointing because Civilization Five and Six are really good games. Um, there is some complexity to them, but it doesn't. You can play on the easy setting and still have fun and still learn, so you can play later on at a higher difficulty, knowing what's going on and knowing how all the different policies work together. How does technology? How do your resources work? But in Beyond Earth, I was just, I I couldn't get it. Even with the the tutorial help guys going through each step, it just I was getting overrun. And I just said, I'm, I'm done. And I hate to say that, but sometimes you just have to cut bait. Mm -hmm. Sometimes with backlog, you have to do that. And if Math Man can't figure this out, nobody can figure this out. I've let you down. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, backlog buster got backlog busted. Mm, that's true. Ooh, we oh. need a backlog busted drop. We definitely do. Alrighty. So, before we get to uh, 
some user questions. And by that, I mean one. We, we had one submitted. Um, I posted on Twitter, as I was directed to, about what people think about beating Animal Crossing. And we've already got some replies. So we might as well just go through this right now. Man, live update. I know, I know. Breaking news, guys. This is what happens on the quarantine. Um, Daniel O goes by Breaking Bad Fur Day, which I really, really like that. Um, he's, his idea is paying off your final loan, the last expansion for your house. He considers that endgame. Uh, we have a guy, Jonathan Ober. He said, I think when you have all the pieces to the sets you want for your home, that's when he'd say he's done. Uh, highly intelligent. Jared said, it's not a backlog game. And then he went on to say, filling the museum would take a literal year. Just play and have fun. Once you get your feel, cross it off. And then, Bobby the Nintendo Guru, he said there is no end game. There are some who would play to get all the gold tools or fill the museum or to pay off your loan to Tom Nook. You just have to look at it from that perspective. Just relax, enjoy the ride. I feel if you try to beat it, you'll frustrate yourself and not enjoy it. Those were our suggestions. I thought they were pretty good, so thought I'd uh, just end the conversation now and whenever you feel like you're done, Jeremy. So. All right. Well, it sounds like uh, probably I'll be done. I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the, the, the home loan because don't we all wish we didn't have a home loan. So that's, that'll be my, um, that'll, be, that'll be my in game at least. Let's be honest. I'm not even going to like fill a line on this uh, backlog bingo sheet. So, you know, it just just give me this one, Math Man. Just you know, just let me feel good about myself. No, just <laughs> no. Um, that's what I'll shoot for. That probably won't even happen. But um, but I'm I'm excited to play uh, and continue to play. This is my first. Uh, Animal Crossing game that I'm really going to put some time into. Um, and I've got a couple Amiibo. I don't know, is that going to happen at any point where they got the Amiibo and Amiibo cards? Are those going to uh, unlock anything as far as getting them in my town? And how many villagers or animal not villagers, how many animals can you have in your town? We know, I mean, I've already got two. What's the, what's the max? I, I feel like we're going to like run out of real estate and maybe have to like get another island to like mash up into the uh i don't know i figured like i I felt like it was kind of a small like i feel like the island's kind of small anybody else well, feel like that well what it is i think it's the feature where now they have uh when you start generating so much trash they do a trash barge and you create a landfill to extend your island <laughs> <laughs> so um i i got that feeling as well that the beginning spot is kind of small, um, especially when you start building like the museum and different stuff to go up. You know, there's not a ton of room. You're going to have to chop down the trees to make room for some other people. But once you can cross the water to the different sections of your island, I think that's that's going to make it a lot bigger than it seems when you just first start playing. 
Okay. I assume tomorrow I'm going to be able to cross the water and get to that other spot, and that's going to fill it out. Um, but I'm also used to playing, like, bigger and more open-ended games, you know, your Grand Theft Autos, Breath of the Wilds, stuff like that, where, you know, you have a lot of real estate. But I do think that they they kind of built you in to a smaller spot on your own island, and then they'll open it up, so that'll make things... Uh, seem less restrictive. And I think that's one of the big changes that they've done here as opposed to the past iterations of Animal Crossing because typically once you get to your village everything is open except for some shops as you are waiting for them to upgrade or you meet certain criteria for them to open. But you have access to all the beaches, you have access to all parts of the village but here they've restricted you with the water where you can't cross it. And then once you do cross it, then you have these tiers, these hills on the, on the north side of your island that you can't access until you craft a ladder. And I was kind of frustrated that I couldn't get up there and see what else is there. But once you do get there, I mean, you're only seeing, once you even have your, your pole to cross the waters, you're only seeing about half the island. There's still a lot more on the north side. But this is where... Going online, opening your gates, uh, going to other people's islands really opens things up for you. Because I did that, and I went to um, uh, Caro, you know, at the Nintendame, went to her island, went into the, the tent where Nook is, or maybe Timmy and Tommy's shop, and there was a blueprint for a ladder, which I didn't have a blueprint for that at my island. So I went, let me just go ahead and buy this, and so I can make uh, ladders. And I had a couple of people... Uh, pop into my island uh, tonight just before the stream and I said hey I've got these fruits I could also make a ladder for you if you want and so a couple of people jumped and I was like yeah I could use a ladder and so once you get that that item you get to see you now have access to, to everything that's cool so so I like how at the at the beginning they do limit it and you only have two villagers but then things are going to grow things are going to expand and I and I like that being withheld from me because in the other games, it's all here. And you start with, I think, five villagers and it could fluctuate between, I think, five and eight or four and eight. There's always like a cap for the number of villagers you could have. Um, so starting off small, I think, is the it, it's actually making me more excited to play this because it's not the exact same thing. Yeah, because that's one of the things that kind of get burned out on. I think when I went to like New Leaf, I went, OK. It's pretty much the same thing with a few civic projects built in. Well, I'm going to put a park here or something like that. But this one, again, I was on the fence when they did the Animal Crossing Direct a month ago. I went, ooh, I don't know if I'm that excited for it. But now that it's come out, if you saw how many hours I played today, uh, yeah, I'm good with it. I'm really good. <laughs> Yeah, that's ooh. That'll be like my first week. You're a crazy man. Um, I don't know. Like so far, what I've played, I'm I'm enjoying the game. Um, I like the fact that I can just pop in and play for a little bit, and you know, accomplish something, and not have to have like missions or goals or anything like that. So you know, do some stuff. Uh, knock some wood out of some trees, beat up a couple of rocks or something. Um, the other thing that 
I touched on earlier, and since this is our Animal Crossing chat, which is really weird, but I, over on BacklogBusters.Ninja, you know, I'm starting a blog about Animal Crossing life and just, like, making up stories with whatever the things I'm doing in there and trying to have fun with it. So when I invite people into my island and they come over and they do stuff, my thing is I would appreciate if they just left a note. I don't care what they put on the note. I uh, I just want them to leave a note. And depending on what they write in there, I'm going to try to incorporate that into my stories. You know, their characters and just the random elements of randomness that they're incorporating into it. And also, when you're on screen blur and then you hold something up to the screen, you don't see it nearly as well. FYI. Oh, Gracia, I want to say I yeah, read, read your blog post uh, that you did, and that's fantastic. So anybody who who's out there, uh, go go check it out. It's hilarious, very well written, and it's. Yeah, I hope you keep doing that. I like that. It, as long as the game holds my attention, I completely plan on writing more posts. I'm taking screenshots that I can put on there. Um, as I get more villagers, I will introduce them into the storyline. As people invade my island, I'll introduce that. Um, I currently have this weird glowing hole in my island that I can't get to. I need a shovel. I'm assuming that is a gateway to hell or a gateway to a game with more action. Maybe maybe that's where they're hiding, Mike Tyson's punch out. I don't know yet. I haven't decided. But, it's where they um, have Doom Eternal. That's, there was, that's, yeah, the, that's, uh, the, that's the cross. Yeah, it, it could be promotion. Um, I've that also on social media with Isabel and Doom. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also had this weird flying balloon thing cross my island, and I'm assuming that uh, these were evil doers who decided to try to bomb me and destroy me. Where I went to uh, thwart their plan, I went and bought a slingshot, and by the time I came out, it was gone. So I'm going to assume it destroyed another part of my island, but I won't know till I get there. Very true. Well, I will let you know that those attacks are, they happen all the time. It's almost like clockwork, like every 10 minutes, like somebody is trying to, to parachute in as though it's that, that the classic crossover that we've been hearing about between Fortnite and Animal Crossing. See, but if you can shoot them down first, then you'll be the last one standing in Animal Crossing Battle Royale. Well, so far I've only seen one in the couple hours I put into it, but um, I'm enjoying don't the game. Ma- don't let them lie to you. That that's actually um, stuff that they're dropping. They're um, it's goods and stuff that you need because you know when you're on the island, when you all have the coronavirus, the help with that social. Uh, social distancing so i'm okay with that so let's get into our community question (laughs) uh i believe he used to call himself the angry pixel mike bc he uh he asked if everyone's safe and is the pandemic making it easier to hit the backlog or are the kids home from school making it harder um for me Nothing has changed. I work retail. I work hardware. So I'm considered essential. So I'm still going to work. 
I'm still putting in my hours. And, you know, because of this, we have a lot more call outs. Uh, we have some people that for health concerns have been able to get out of work, which, you know, good for them and their family. Uh, Lowe's is actually paying for that to happen as well. They're giving them their normal salary. So, for instance, we have one person who has a, a child with a very, very poor immune system. So he has been given at least two weeks off with pay so that he doesn't have to interact with the public. And I think that's awesome. Um, they've extended it to, like, if you've come in contact with somebody who has coronavirus, they're going to give you weeks off to quarantine yourself. So even though we're open and even though we have to deal with the public, you know, they are trying to help out as much as possible while maximizing profit. But I still go to work. Uh, the big difference for me is the 14-year-old's not in school. And so that kind of interferes a little bit with where the kid's going to be. Now we have a third one to pay attention to a little bit here and there. But my my in-laws who do a lot of watching of the children, they both work in the casinos. And all the casinos were shut down for a month. So, you know, that's where I'm at. Uh, it hasn't affected my gameplay at all. How about you guys? Excellent. Yes. No. Uh, I live in the great state of New York. Um, I work two jobs. I have a full-time job and a part-time job. I am essential at both. I work for the county, so I work for the government uh, for my full-time job, and I'm essential there. And for the, my part-time job, I work in a hospital in a lab, so I'm essential there. Um, as for the schools and everything, um, my oldest one's the only one that goes to school. Uh, he's home now, but we used to homeschool him up until two years ago. Uh, the only differences in times of getting playing in, um, I don't, now that Animal Crossing's out, I've played for a total of maybe 35 minutes, and my wife has played for about three hours. <laughs> my kids have played for about an hour and a half to two hours each. For the two oldest kids, the youngest one's only two, so we don't let them play yet, but oh god. Yeah, so yeah, still not playing much. But other people are. Everybody else is, but me. <laughs> That's awesome. Backlogged in your own house. Yes. Matthew? I would say for me, I would say for me, um, I don't think staying home has changed my gaming habit, my gaming habits too much. Uh, if anything, it's changed my work habits because my wife and I are both getting up in the morning and trying to like get dressed as though we were going to work. And then we go sit in the office, which means I'm still not playing games during the day. But I feel like there are fewer responsibilities and fewer things to have to worry about later on. So like I said before, we were able to do some gaming family nights by playing Mario Kart 8. Um, and today, well, today was a good day. Um, so it was actually able to, to play, but nothing's really changed. But, you know, we are... We are staying safe. We are doing good. We're trying to avoid going out as best we can. Um, I did have to run into work a couple of days ago just to they had it open for a few hours to grab the stuff that we would need because at that at that point it was on Wednesday they hadn't made the final decision as to what they were going to do with the classes, and so I'm sure going forward it's not going to be able to change how I game because I'm going to have to work really hard to get my classes set up to go from face-to-face -to, -face to online. Um, but I'm also going to be doing a lot of streaming 
And it's not going to be game streaming. It's going to be math streaming. So for all those people who have a hard time going to sleep, you can just head over, head over to my YouTube channel and uh, listen to my sweet, soothing voice as you drift off to dreamland, thinking about fractions and factoring the good, pleasant F-words. <laughs> I've, always had problems, I've always had problems with fractions, so I, I'm, I was excited when I saw that. I'm like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some more f- fracturing. No, that's, that's, that's breaking things. Um, uh, fracture, yeah. that was a PS3 game, I believe. I think Probably so. 360 as well. Mm-hmm. Cross gen. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, I mean, we're fine. The turkeys are fine. Um, we are, uh, you know, I'm I'm still going to work. Um, kids, we we homeschool, so they're home here, and they are still here. Uh, I was told no toilet paper jokes, but um, we I was at. Uh, the the local target and um uh, we were kind of getting a little short and so they had toilet paper and i was very excited and i spoke with this this other young well she wasn't a young lady she was an older lady but uh we were trying to figure out okay you know we can only buy one and that was the thing she was kind of loading up i said well the sign here says we can only buy one so we were looking over our options and there was one that was uh, i think it's the 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 company's seventh generation but it was called it it had recycled uh, toilet paper, and I thought to myself, "There's one thing that I don't want to go for is the recycled toilet paper." So I didn't I didn't get that one. Um, but yeah, that's my toilet paper joke. Uh, don't use recycled toilet paper. So, uh, but we're we're fine as far as gaming. I still don't play video games. I still just get on here and talk to you guys about video games, um, and uh, that's yeah, that's about all. <laughs> and, and I appreciate you. And the wife allowing you to come on tonight and yes. talk about the games you're not playing. Yes, exactly. I appreciate that. So, yes. Mike, do you recycle your toilet paper? No, no. no. I'm gonna leave that for uh, the folks who didn't stock up early. Do you do you take it to the yard and breathe fire on it to get rid of it, or do you flush it like a normal human? Uh, so far, we've been flushing it, but I mean. If if it clogs, the, the fire is always an option. You know, it, it's it's convenient. It really is, guys. You should consider it. But as far as um, this whole thing affecting no. my my gaming life, and uh, to answer the first the first qu- part of the question, yes, everyone in my house is safe so far. Nobody's sick. Um, with that being said, nobody in my immediate family is a high risk individual, which you know, puts my mind at ease, but, um, I'm still working though. I just got the call on Friday that, uh, they're cutting me down to, uh, 32 hours a week as opposed to 38, not a huge drop, but a little bit. And I've been going home early pretty regularly because, uh, where I work is an outpatient, uh, occupational therapy clinic. We have PT and OT as well, but our PT and speech therapy as well but i i'm an ot the uh i mean the people coming out to to see us have been a lot less and i think that that's a good thing uh people who aren't going to lose a lot of ground by taking the uh, government recommended month off of everything 
are, are good to stay home. So I think that that's, uh, that's a good thing. So I have gotten a little bit of extra gaming as a result, um, which I've poured exclusively into Mortal Kombat because I'm obsessed. Uh, my son and I have been playing versus each other regularly, playing through all the different towers that we can, played through story mode multiple times. Tons, tons, tons of extra playtime. Um, I'm still early enough on the Switch that it doesn't tell me how long I've been playing Mortal Kombat, but it does rank where it stands in my most played games, and it's in the top two rows already, so I'm thinking we've played a lot. Mm. Sounds like it. And so, since you brought up therapy, I, I will say that I went to my first therapy session for my shoulder and it was reluctant and until my deductible is meant or whatever, I have a $70 copay. Now they want me to go twice. A, yeah. That's the face I made that that's the, I need toilet paper face too. So it's, um, they told me they want me to go like twice a week for the next eight weeks. And I'm like, yeah, not at $70. I was like, how about you show me what you want me to do? And then I'll do it at home, and I'll come back once in a while. Um, so, you know, I once I heard about the $70, I text my wife. I'm like, yeah, I was like, uh, I'm going to be doing most of my therapy from home. $70, it's really not worth it. And then after my therapy session, I text my wife, and I'm like, hey, I've got another therapy appointment next week before work. And she said, why? Was the therapist hot? I was like, well, yeah, young and hot. But that's not the reason, babe. <laughs> um, I'm going to attempt to go once a week because what they had me go through there, um, some of the stuff, like, I obviously don't have the tools at home to be able to do it. Some of the stuff I can, but um, it, it definitely was an interesting workout for my shoulder. And by the end of it, I, I was feeling it. So now I understand why the doctor I went and saw gave me an injection to numb my shoulder for two weeks. Because he said, uh, if you can't feel it, you're more likely to do it. Whereas if, you know, you're experiencing pain and you're going through the therapy and it hurts like a son of a gun, you're more likely to just not go. So I completely get that. But at the same time, I have a torn rotator cuff and I have a job where I have to lift heavy stuff. So I, I need the therapy. And she was pretty cute. So I'm going to go back next week. <laughs> But, you know, just because you brought up therapy. Um, I'm glad everybody is uh, safe and healthy and sound. Um, obviously, as you have listened to us talk, I'm going to say this evening, even though you're probably listening to it in the morning and not the same evening we're recording, there is a voice we're missing. So we did have to quarantine Patrick. Um we found out that he's not feeling well. He's a little under the weather, and it's because he touches his beard too much. He was warned, don't touch your beard, don't touch your beard. But, you know, he touched it, and then he was magically like, I can't record with you guys tonight. So we quarantined him. He's off the island, so to speak. He won't be interacting with Isabella or my rhino or my monkey. I don't remember their names at this point, but... I have a monkey wearing a pink suit, and then I have a rhino. To me, I thought I wanted to rename them Bebop and Rocksteady. I don't know why I couldn't do this. 
But so yes, Patrick, we 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 hope you feel better soon. We uh, we hope you can still pick up a joystick in in your in your condition, and we hope to hear from you next month or later this month. Or just reach out to us, Patrick. We're worried. Please. <sighs> we miss you. So, yeah, we're almost at two hours, not three and a half. So if anybody has anything else they want to talk about before Matt has to go to sleep, we'll go around the horn. Well, I think the last thing we should do is just tell everybody where they can find us. <gasps> I I'm in Las Vegas. My address is uh, 998... No, no. That's probably a bad idea. 123 seen... Fake Street. I've seen the packages you guys send me. I don't want any more of that. Um, <laughs> You've been on too much chat If anybody it's, out it's there the, needs it's help... It's the recycled toilet paper. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what, I'm, what I want to say is if anybody out there needs help, let me know. I have extra toilet paper. I can send you a roll. Uh, it's not going to be sealed. You might have to quarantine the roll for a couple of days, but I'll send you a roll. You can find us. I'm Grouchy with two R's. Backlogbusters.ninja. Mathman1024. Trash Turkey. Mm-hmm. Blaze Knight. Gobble Gobble. Blaze Knight 0923. Skinny Matt K. Hey. And Backlog Odyssey. If he was here. We'll we'll edit that out. And don't forget backlog underscore busters. Yes, and uh, patreon.com backslash does not exist. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on, everybody? This is Call Sign Hungry Pup reminding you that there is always time for video games. Quick thanks to Grouchy Surge for hosting me on his backlog confessional. Backlog busting is what it's all about, and video games are what bring us together. Ironically, togetherness is something that is not happening these days. The family is locked down here in the Hungry Pup Dog Pound, and we are practicing social separation. My family is marked safe from the coronavirus as of now and as of today. And for that, I am thankful, and with that, I hope yours is too. It truly is a sad state of affairs here in New Jersey and here in the United States, not to mention all over the world. So, being as the Hungry Pup is spending significant time at home and not at work, what better opportunity to take advantage of backlog bingo? That's right, I am in. I listened to the podcast I listened to the confessional on March 16th. That is today. It is 17.09 Eastern Time. And I am recording a quick confessional of my own so I can tell the world that I will be participating in Backlog Bingo. I am looking at my card, and I've already begun to think what I'm going to do to do this by the end of the year. So we got a game that starts with the letter G, a game officially ranked in the top 10, and this is going to be fun. I have a couple ideas. I got my Super Nintendo Mini. I think that I could I could be a little bit creative with some of the games on there. I could start one of them and and try to to get a blackout. 
or try to try to get a bingo. So that's all I have. I just wanted to to let you know, Grouchy, that I am in. I'm going to participate. I'm going to spend some time thinking about what what plan of attack for this. What's my strategy? It's exciting, and and these are exciting times. These are times when this is just what I needed. I need to look at this, and I need to think to myself, how am I going to participate and have a lot of fun with Backlog Bingo? All right. There's only one challenge for me, and right now it's I can't stop playing Fire Emblem. I absolutely love Fire Emblem Three Houses. I am addicted, and I am looking forward to playing some different games as well, so I could so I could get bingo and not just pouring hour after hour after hour into into planning lectures and leveling up my characters for new classes. All right, that is all from the Hungry Pup. Carry on. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Dear Backloggers, we accept the fact that we had to sacrifice a whole Saturday recording a podcast about games that came out years ago. But we think you're crazy to make us write this essay telling you what games we bought on sale. The backlog grows as it wants to grow. We play on easy mode. We don't often roll credits. But what we found out is that each of us has the blues is an odyssey and a blaze night a math man and a turkey does that answer your question sincerely yours the backlog busters backlog